Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Wonder Everybody. We are happy to have you and really exciting to talk to you all today. It has been two weeks since our last episode, and it's been a long two weeks. And it's really funny because I feel like when we have these long times apart, I'm so excited to get back in and talk to you all and share experiences. And I always have these signs from the universe to keep going. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second. But one of the reasons why we had a bit of a break is that I had some work travel coming up and I ended up going to Queenstown, New Zealand for work, which was amazing. But it was really difficult to manage the podcast and get it edited and do all the bits and pieces when I was working quite a few hours. And so I decided to delay one week. And then when I came back, I thought that I would have have more time. I was just so exhausted and there was a lot to do and recover from that trip. And then rolling into this week, it was also just sheer chaos. Had some family stuff going on as well in the background. And so it was really difficult to find time to work on the pod and and get this episode out. So we took a bit of a two-week break. And one of the things I really want to do is I want to make sure that you have these experiences and and these podcasts, but I also want to make sure that I am able to balance everything as as much as possible. And, And sometimes it's just not possible each week, but I'm really trying to get some processes together and get some things in place to where it will help me be able to have everything set up so I can work a lot on the podcast for a couple of days a month and then set it out to go out every week. But we are just not there yet because we are in the middle of now the holiday season that's coming up, a lot of travel. And of course, it gets so busy with, with work. I, I don't know if you guys are, are like myself, but the summer is a really busy season. And so there's a lot going on there. So I had to wait until this second week away to release our episode today that we're talking about. This was actually recorded a while ago, though. It just took a little while to edit. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about it. But what I was mentioning earlier with these signs from the universe, because sometimes you can feel, you know, we're doing so much at once and and it can really be a lot. And I was at the dentist actually, and I was talking to the Invisalign expert. I'm not quite sure. I think she is also a dentist, maybe Invisalign dentist. I'm not really sure her specific title, but she is wonderful and I really like her. She's super bubbly. And she was asking me, she knew I'm from the US, and she was asking me about Whistler, Canada, and Revelstoke and all these these resorts in Canada because her and her partner are going on like a three-week road trip to snowboard in different places. And she was just telling me, she was saying, I'm so overwhelmed by all the information. And I was hoping that you had some tips for me or, or you had been there. And, and I had told her, I was, look, I have been to Canada once. Unfortunately, I don't have many tips for those areas specifically, but I had told her, Canada is super easy to travel around. People are really friendly and it's you're going to have a great time and everything's very spaced out. So you'll have, you know, it's not really all crammed together. You don't have to worry too much about you know, that, but you'll have such a great time. And and she was just kept saying, you know, just I wish I had some something, you know, just something from someone who had been there and traveled. And, and it almost was just a direct reminder of, you know, people really do benefit from this information 
I was even looking at one of our top download podcasts is the how to get data that I hadn't even actually published and or I had published it, but I hadn't promoted it at all, which is really interesting. So that means all these people found this podcast organically. And so just good reminders that what we're doing with this podcast and and the topics that we're talking about do make a difference. And and it's really helpful to hear that and be reminded of that and to have a bit of, you know, keep going. We we are making things that matter. And it's not like I ever don't want to keep going, but you know those moments when you are balancing a lot. Sometimes I do get, you know, I'm like, are people enjoying this? And or am I adding value? And does this make sense to spend all this time on? Because doing the podcast and this is something that I was going to bring up today for myself, right? Like I am the producer, I am the editor, I am the content creator. I really do it all. It's all done by me. And that is something that I take a lot of pride in because I really enjoy doing it. But that being said, it also just is a lot. And so I really appreciate these points in time where I get affirmed and, and validated that what I'm uh, doing with this matters. So that being said, if you are appreciating this content and you are you are enjoying the pod, please let me know. It's really helpful uh, for me to know, but also helpful to know different things and topics that you find helpful and exciting. I think I mentioned, but our one of our uh, one of Hugh's friends had actually listened to the podcast before he went to Paris and thought that it was really helpful and that really warmed my heart because that's one of my favorite episodes that I did with one of my best friends and absolutely incredible to hear that someone found the pod and listened to it before they traveled to a place to get prepped maybe get some ideas you know take some some notes from places we went or anything like that so that's a little bit about what's been going on and so Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, anything that you want to see, please let me know. I'm super open to any feedback. And I do really enjoy creating the podcast itself. It's it's really fun. It's something totally different than what I normally do. And it's a skill I've really enjoyed developing. And with that as well, so today we're talking about Paros with an, with another one of my really great friends. And there's loads of laugh, lots of fun laughs there is loads of laughs. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but I will say some points, the audio just gets a little bit chaotic and there's some, you'll know what I mean. At one point there's a kookaburra and if you haven't heard a kookaburra, you will today. In the background, they're really loud. I don't know how to edit it out and I don't even think you can because I'm during it. And then there's another bird that's tweeting and, you know, there's just, you know, it just some laughs. Like we kind of bonk the the mics a few times, like we're having a lot of fun, but I am pretty novice with my editing skills. I will say uh, throughout this process, I've become a lot better, but I am not the best editor by any means. So I don't know how to edit them out. But I actually don't think that you could. I searched all over the internet and tried to edit things to be as clear as possible. And we we wound up in a great spot. I actually made so much improvement from what the original audio was because it was it was quite raw. Um, so I think that it's good and it's uh, it's good enough, of course, for everyone to enjoy. But I just wanted to throw out that disclaimer. If you do hear a bit of bird action, bonks to the table. I kept knocking my ring on the table, which comes through a couple of descent. I'm really annoyed that that happened. I was able to get most of them out, but I think I know. Um, but that being said, 
life is messy. No one's perfect. And we certainly aren't striving to be perfect, just striving to be real and and work towards our, our mission of sharing experiences with everybody. So that is that for today. But Outside of that, we are two weeks out from our New York trip. And so things are getting pretty real. We will be heading out in yeah, just under two weeks, which is so exciting and also a bit terrifying because I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but going to the end of the year feels wild when it starts, everything starts moving so quickly. All of a sudden, we're about to round out a year that I feel like it just set in that it was 2023. And I don't know if you can relate, but I felt like it just in the last couple of months, you're like, okay, you know, we're into 2023. All of a sudden, we're nearly out of 20 to 2024. So we are moving at the pace of lightning and it's really exciting. A lot of good things. Uh, one exciting thing that I will share on the pod is something I actually haven't told a lot of people, but if you aren't familiar with my background, I moved to Australia for work five years ago. I think I touched on that in the first episode, but since then I have been on a visa and really exciting this week as well, which was some really exciting news. I actually finally got permanent residency, which was very cool. And so that's really exciting. Also going into the end of the year as a permanent resident, which just feels almost surreal because if you're familiar with the Australian visa system, it is chaotic. It's intense. They put you through the ringer. And the funniest part is the PR application is actually the easiest one that you put through because you have, I had maybe four other visas that I went on that were some were renewals, extensions, or whatever it might be. And so, yeah, it feels really weird to get to this point where we are a permanent resident and we can stay here forever if we wanted, um, which is really, really cool. So that's a little bit about what's been going on. In other news, I think that one of the things I wanted to mention, if anybody is listening and has any audio skills, would love to have someone who can help change the intro tune. I have been trying to find someone to change intro tunes for a while now, and I've put a few requests out there and chatted with a few people, and they've made a couple of examples, but it's been really difficult to find someone who has really good taste and can create a little bit of a more vibey, relaxed holiday intro to the podcast. And so I thought if there's anyone listening and if anybody knows somebody shoot me a DM on Instagram of if you know anyone who knows how to create intro tunes. I might also put this out on our Instagram as well, just to see if anyone knows and would be able to help. Of course, would be paid and whatnot, but trying to make some aesthetic improvements to the intro tune and then potentially our podcast cover art and whatnot. So there might be some 2024 changes in the works. So stay tuned. But with that, I will go ahead and leave you all to get started on our Paros podcast. Thanks again so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, anything, please feel free to send it over. And really looking forward to the journey we'll be going on over the next couple of weeks. We have some really exciting episodes coming up and then we'll be in New York, which we'll have some really great content on as well. So with that, here's the Paros Podcast. All right. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Soph, welcome to Wonder. Thank you so much. I feel so honored. 
very happy to have you today. Uh, today we have you on the podcast and we're talking about a really fun trip that we took last year. But before we get into it, do you want to introduce yourself to the the Wonder community? <laughs> the Wonder? Sure. Am I am I your first guest that's not uh, your partner? No. <laughs> oh, oh, damn it. You, you are my first guest from our friend group here. Oh, okay. That isn't Love Hugh. That. Yes. Okay, yes. there we go. So, because like Hugh doesn't count. I no. am the, I'm basically the first guest from Australia. You're the first Australian guest. Okay, great. Even That's all I needed American. to know. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> you are a first. I'm, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, lovely to meet everyone. I'm Sophia. I'm obviously from the States as well, if you couldn't tell. And I uh, moved to Australia back in 2016. So I'm a close friend of Christine's and we've done lots of adventures together. I love to travel too. So excited to talk about one of our mini adventures. We'll have to come do the other ones some other day. Um, but yeah, I've always kind of been a, a traveler and that's what kind of led me to move to Australia. And I've been here ever since. Yeah. Well, Soph is also a, an expert traveler. She does probably more expert. travel <laughs> per year than anyone else I know. That's, How many flights have you been on this year? I actually can't. I don't, actually don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't even be, I can't even give you an estimate. I actually did the math and I found out that I was only in the country for like a hundred something days. So I was gone more often than not. Yeah. <laughs> so like a third of the year I was here <laughs> and the rest of the time, I think I went on like, I mean, international trips only probably like four or five. Yeah. And then, but those are all long haul yeah trips always yeah and then within australia we've traveled heaps as well yeah so yeah 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 it's actually impressive you also have like the most energy out of anybody i know i think and that you <laughs> until it takes me down and i get <laughs> gravely ill <laughs> you bop around all these different places and what was really nice is last year so you were going to greece for a birthday mm -hmm. and i tagged along on that trip but that is not the trip that we're talking about today. Um, so we decided after that to go to Paros, not Paris, but similarly <laughs> in <laughs> and Paris with an O. Paris. <laughs> Paros. Uh, and we had such a good time. And Paros is this hidden gem. I think that it has made a lot of uh, I've seen a lot more about it in the last couple of years, and I think it's gotten a little bit more popular. But I think that when we were there, it didn't feel overly touristy still. I don't know. I totally agree. I think so. The only reason I knew about it, there's so many Greek islands that I think that protects any one island from getting a little too overrun, other than if you're going to like Mykonos or... Um, Santorini. But with Paros, the only reason I knew about it was from my friend from work who is Greek and grew up kind of like going to the Greek islands, visiting her her grandparents. Um, so that's the only reason I knew about it. And she was like, oh, you got to go here. And the way that she described it was like Mykonos 20 years ago. Mm. So still plenty of tourism and, and pretty built up, but kind of that perfect blend of like it hasn't hit that fever pitch that Mykonos has hit yet. Did you know about Peros as well? Or did I say, yeah. let's go here? So I follow this woman on Instagram and she is, she's a dietitian in the US and she actually did her honeymoon in, in Greece oh. and she went to Peros and Milos. So I had known oh. about the two of them, but that's, that's it. Those are only the frame of reference that I had known. And even just before we even get into the actual kind of what it was like to be there, we would walk around 
every night and there was so much space open. This yeah. was middle of August when we went. That's and true. We were in the height of tourist height season of tourist and season. it was totally fine. It was it it felt yeah, not like a destination that is in the slightest remote bit crowded. So Maybe we shouldn't be telling anyone about it. Yeah. No one go there. <laughs> don't go to Paros. That's if there's one thing you leave with, don't visit Paros. It's this hidden gem. But let's see. I think to get started, so yeah, we found out a little bit about it. Yeah. It was really easy to get to. And I think that this is if you haven't been to Greece, the ferry system is very easy to efficient. take around very yep. efficient and while you'll see a lot of videos i see so many videos on tiktoks even this year about all the people on the ferries what they don't show is that there's actually enough seats for everybody there is actually Somehow. space on the ferries for everyone but they show these big barges filling and they're like it's all like cattle and it's like <laughs> well what they do though is they do like bring down a <laughs> giant metal ramp and then kind of like load you in like cows into the back of the boat so you're like where are we going like are we just going to be in in the hole of the ship <laughs> so actually... to be fair it does look like that's exactly what's gonna go down <laughs> it looks like it but the good thing is you actually go to a seat because that's yeah and it's air con you, you go up upstairs to this lovely little section Easy. yeah 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 and so we, we we took the ferry from santorini to or no mykonos can't remember, Can't remember. yeah that goes from both both goes from both yeah and we came in really easy and paros is such a delight and incredibly different than both mykonos and santorini mm -hmm. i would say it felt a lot more authentic which i think a lot of people when they're traveling like if you want a holiday it's awesome to go to places like Mykonos and Santorini that have these amazing restaurants and beach clubs and like all this, you know, stuff that is great for like a party, a hangout, a holiday, a relaxation. But if you want to see something that feels a little bit more like the real Greece that actually has some locals walking around, God forbid, then Paros is a great option. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. And so we only had a couple of days there and I think that's probably another thing to even start with. Like a couple of days is fine. Yeah. You don't need too long there. Mm -hmm. And we we met up and the first thing that we had been told to do was to rent a ATV for our like big day out. Yeah. And an ATV is like a four wheeler, four -wheeler. Or like quad bike. Quad Some bike. people yeah, call it a quad, quad bike, bike. Quad bike. So that's how everyone gets around. But when you first got into Paros, what did you? What was your first initial thought walking down the promenade with your your luggage? Oh my god! <laughs> to the, well, to yeah, the first accommodation. First, I accidentally walked all the way down the way, but okay, I did too. Yeah. I don't think there was no other. There's like two taxis in the whole island. That's right, and that's that is the side of travel that no one ever shows because. Uh, not not on purpose, but like you're not going to whip your phone out mid like hoofing it across the island on cobblestones with your with your back to be like, <laughs> this fucking sucks. Let me record it. Um, but that was probably my first impression was like, oh, no, where's my like, it's really hot. <laughs> I need to get to my accommodation. But I did notice immediately how calm it was. And it felt super quaint. Like everything was really cute and the classic kind of white facade of buildings with the beautiful bright flowers the pink those pink flowers that kind of climb along the wall of i should probably know what they're called um of buildings in greece there was so much of that and it reminded me immediately of like 
if Mykonos didn't have all the crowded people, yeah. crowds and the people. Yeah. And it's kind of situated similarly where they have this big bay and the fairies come in and you could easily see how it could be Mykonos maybe in 15 years or something like that. Hopefully, hopefully not. It's not. Because like we said, don't go there. But the don't beautiful visit. long, the long beach that basically along the road, the beach spanned the entire left hand side of the road. And that was so beautiful to um, with just the, the bright blue water. It had like the classic unspoilt water, no pollution. Um, so it, I noticed that as well. Yeah, I think even when I came off too, it's also really, I mean, it's quiet and you have a really cool just contrast between you have these shops and then you have this two lane road or one mm -hmm. lane in each direction. And then you have this great promenade to kind of walk on. And then you have all these beach restaurants and it was really quiet and not a lot of people. We did actually have to walk fully all the way to our accommodation <laughs> with our luggage. <laughs> Both of us did because there is only two taxis in Paris, I think. And so, I mean, that's definitely one thing. If you have a lot of luggage, definitely make sure there's some pickup organized or be comfortable walking because I didn't even think that I had even thought about that for a second until I got off and I saw that our accommodation was maybe a kilometer. In grand scheme of things, it wasn't that far, but it was far to lug your luggage down In the heat. <laughs> and after it's you've really just, humid. Yeah. After you've just been on the ferry for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was fun, but it's so quiet and they have the even I just remember the lights were really lightly lit like there were kind of dim golden lights that kind of line up and light up Paris at night yeah and, and everyone is out walking yeah like what, our first night when we went uh we just went and took a stroll to kind of get our bearings and figure out like where we were and what we were doing and it was the sun was setting and we were like oh let's go find something to eat and we were just walking along this beach and it was so relaxing everyone was playing in the water there's no waves it's very much that island feel where it's completely flat and you could walk out like as far as the eye could see into the ocean yeah and the sunsets last forever the one, yeah, they do. The one sunset that we were sitting watching, we were like, "How is it still going?" It's been like two hours. It was great. It was, that that in itself is one of the main activities yeah. I would say on Paros or a lot of a lot of Greek islands is just being out for sunset on yeah. the, that long stretch of beach where there's a million different restaurants to choose from, and all of them have not just tables but those amazing loungers, umbrellas, all of that. So. That was one of my favorite things that we did, eating, <laughs> yeah. eating and laying, <laughs> eating and laying. Well, yeah. So our first day out, so we go and we pick up our ATV. And you and, don't need to pre-book it in Paros, yeah, but no. I will say in some of the smaller islands like Milos, you absolutely do or you yeah. won't get one. So you need to book it like potentially weeks or even months in advance. Yeah. Paros though, no need. We just rocked up and said, hey. <laughs> Okay, I just remembered a story about how I got my luggage to the accommodation. <laughs> and I have to tell it because I don't even remember oh if my I God, told you this. No, no, I remember because you got in the night before. The night before, yeah. And so I had a bigger luggage. I was traveling for a whole month. And so I had this big checked bag and a carry-on, I think. And which is fine, right? Like, I think so many people are like, only travel with a carry-on. And just like, there just is some circumstances it's not possible and so i'm walking down sweating just had to, so distraught and trying to find my way and what I, time at night was it do you remember 
it must have been only like maybe eight thirty nine. Like okay, it wasn't it wasn't super light, but yeah. And now I remember. Yeah, you came in the next day, and um, and I go to this ATV, and I try to ask if I could rent an ATV, and she was like, "Oh, we are actually you know closed for the evening," and I was like, "Do you happen to?" Would you be able to call a taxi or something? And she says, she's like, no, <laughs> can you help me? <laughs> she's like, she goes, no, no, there's like the taxis are very, you know, infrequent. And I was like, okay, I really need to get my luggage to this hotel. And so, oh my gosh. And I think I remember <laughs> telling you this. So she has some conversations in Greek. And I was like, look, I'm happy to pay someone Any, to, anything anywhere to get me there uh because also our accommodation was up this hill and it was fine to walk up and down but with your with a big bag it was not it would super... have taken easily over an hour i would say yeah yeah, yeah. to take it would have taken a while and so out comes this and i i don't actually i can't remember the movie but this gentleman that is <laughs> hand mechanic and he comes he doesn't speak any english <laughs> comes and he starts this this uh like little buggy like this little like ATV, like cart. dune buggy okay like no like golf. oh oh yeah, like a like, quad bike yeah quad bike but like with a you know whole the metal parts on top oh yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for luggage presumably <laughs> so he doesn't say a word to you he just comes out he doesn't and- say a word to me he grabs this and he is wearing a tank top, like a singlet in oh, Australia. Was it, and was it kind of sexy? Really muscular. <laughs> really this, like, nice. Sexy look. Greek god just like emerges from the dark. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And he it was it was just the whole thing. And he grabs it and like takes my back, puts it like on top of this dune buggy. So strong. So strong. And then he straps it down and just I, I had given the address or I'd showed him on the map and he again said no words. Just knew where it was. Just knew where it was. <laughs> Takes me there. I go to grab my bag. He kind of pushed me away, grabs the bag, carries it over his shoulder up to oh my room. My <laughs> After he had personally gone and grabbed the hotel people. And like to- explain to them in Greek, like <laughs> this lady needs to check in. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't like throw you over his shoulder as well and like carry you up. It's like here, here, ma'am, place you at the at the entrance. And I remember like, getting in the room and I I was like, thank you so much. And I gave him, you know, I don't know, like fifty euro or something. I was like, thank you, sir, for all this service that you did. So unnecessary, but uh, but also really grateful they, because yeah, they saved your ass. Well, yeah, because I could have like I was just I would have been doing that whole trek for way too long. And um yeah, wow, that was hilarious. So I think also, I mean, you know, you can always ask. I think that's one thing too, even after recently being in Italy, that you have to really rely on the kindness of people and just ask. And people are so lovely. I've never so nice. I've never had someone not willing to help me. I mean, especially the Greek people are so yeah, very they're very family and community orientated. So they're going to one hundred percent help you out yeah (laughs) i'm sure they look at us and they're like these damn tourists but they do they will help you if you're really if you're really desperate so don't be afraid if you're like stuck in a pickle i I don't know any trip i've ever been on where i haven't at some point gotten myself into a situation where i'm like i've not thought this through or something goes awry and there's always someone there to help yeah and i mean the other thing too is always there's always a sexy greek god (laughs) who's there (laughs) waiting to throw your bag over his shoulder (laughs) 
<laughs> to transport your luggage. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't heard this, this story. I don't think. Um, he'll so be devastated. He'll be, he'll be yeah. The one that got away. Sorry, Hugh. <laughs> and we ended up renting the ATV from them. Yeah. Yeah. We went back the next day. Yeah. Um, so that was, that all worked out because they, we saw that they had the ATV yeah. shop and there was only a couple shops they on were the island. Super, yeah. They were busy. And so, yeah, we, we go back and the next day and we rent the ATV and what we had wanted to do is a trip around Paros. Yeah. And so we rent the ATV and I was driving because I really like Because I'm to a passenger drive. princess. <laughs> You're a passenger. <laughs> I sat on the back like a dog the whole time. Uh, I really like the drive. And so her strong suit is all of the oh navvying navigation yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah I, ha- I did have a job i forgot two peas in a pod you had mapped out uh this whole eight stop and so in peros you can really easily go around the entire island and there's so many great little towns and you can do it within a day i think the yeah. whole day took us 10 hours and yeah. we started early in the morning and although we started early in the morning we didn't get so far Oh, shit. I forgot. I actually forgot that this happened. Go on. We didn't get so far until we broke down. <laughs> we didn't make it out of the main... There's What's the main town that the the, the ferry goes into? I think it's... Pelikia. I was going to say Peros. Peros. Like the actual t- name of the town is maybe called... Maybe called something else. Yeah, yeah. But we broke down and... Luckily, the they had sent a couple gentlemen out again, not the same ones, to come and replace the fan belt or something. Yeah. 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 yeah something like that. The whole thing took a, f- a few, maybe 30, was, 45 yeah, minutes. Half, half an hour max. But we were we were so like G'd up to get out on the road that we were like, oh, <laughs> it was it was definitely a bit of a bit of a setback but we had snacks so we sat on the side of the road and we had some snacks. yeah i think i was hangry <laughs> christine was like eat this bar uh yeah pro tip it always bring snacks snack yeah bars. for when you when you break down when or you, something's gonna go wrong so you're gonna be away from food and two i mean there was not even i don't even remember we didn't go in a grocery store or anything or maybe we did once but i don't think we did because we were there for such a short time we really wanted to see as and go to as many of the local restaurants as possible yeah, there was a whole list, laundry list that we were like, that one's awesome. Or some of them were just incredible locations that we wanted to go to. Yeah. Yeah. So we so we go down and we, we get the fan belt fixed and mm-hmm. we get back on the road and it is really hot, too. So I imagine these these ATVs go through a lot of stress and this happens really frequently, I think. Totally. Um, so we drive down to our first beach, which we had lunch at. Do you remember which one that was i do okay (laughs) well maybe um i can i can try and look it up but it it was a really beautiful place no i don't remember the name (laughs) sorry well (laughs) everything all the names are greek for you know for full disclosure (laughs) that's why we don't remember the names because they are actually difficult to pronounce even if you do remember what they're called so forgive us really difficult yeah no i think so we basically just and there it's really easy to find i think though because you had looked on the map and just pinned a, a like a beach stop and pinned we pinned a bunch of them yeah so we went to this first beach we had breakfast there and it was only maybe like a 45 minute hour 
ATV, which does seem like a lot on an ATV, but I think it went quite quickly. Yeah. And and the a- driving the ATV around itself is really fun. Yeah. Like yeah. wind in your hair. You feel like so much. You're seeing all the sights fly by. You're constantly kind of uh, the main sort of uh, track that you can take to go to all of these different beach spots and little villages and little uh, foods, food places, which is what we had kind of mapped out for the day. Uh, almost all of them are along the coastline, except for a few things in the mountains, which we'll get to, which are incredible. Um, but the first stop I've just remembered is called Aliki. Aliki, um, yes. And it was just yeah. a little beach, little another little beach village down from um, Paliki, which is where we were kind of staying in the area that we were staying in. And it had a bunch of restaurants just along literally in the sand. So you just walk into the restaurant that's on the beach, sit down and have probably the best food you've ever had. It was so nice. And yet it was the chairs. Everything was in the sand. We were in this lovely bay, like all these families. This was definitely a European, in the water. Yeah, European holiday spot for sure. And we, yeah, this was just our first stop. So our second stop was one of my favorites, which is the second beach that we went to with the man and the donuts on the beach. The man and the donuts. That's how you remember it. <laughs> yeah. I have the name. It was called Porto Paradiso, um, Porto which was Paradiso. maybe the name of the beach or name of the beach club. Beach club, But yeah. sometimes they're one and the same because there's only like one. And when we say beach club, we just mean a bunch of umbrellas that are like grass beautiful grass umbrellas yeah uh supernatural with um some some lounges underneath that you can rent for the day or that come complimentary if you're getting snacks and food and drinks which of course we were (laughs) of course we were yeah it was it wasn't like a not like the mykonos beach clubs but it was a very uh a very low-key but relaxing vibe and the water was so stunning this part of the mediterranean whoa yeah, it was 10 different colors. It's that classic stripes of like dark blue all the way to almost like white, blue, sparkling water and no waves. So you can just go out no and lay, lay in the in the water and oh, and and you get that Mediterranean tan as well. Living in Australia, we can't go outside like without like 50 plus sunscreen on and then you just get burnt anyway. Whereas in the Mediterranean, you, you put a little bit of sunscreen on, but you will just get that gradual that glow. lovely glow. Oh, it's so nice. I mean, I got sunburnt last weekend playing tennis outside for 45 minutes. <laughs> an hour and we were on these beaches all day and plus yeah the the beautiful shade from these umbrellas everything again looks so greek it's got that greek style to it and it's so quaint and so picturesque that we were shamefully just constantly taking pictures (laughs) well it was yeah there weren't many other like so it's also too we didn't mention this i think i briefly said this but you're american as well and so and i'm american and so when we travel we're traveling americans while we live in australia the shame (laughs) (laughs) and we didn't see any americans or even any Australians, like everyone that we really were around was speaking a different language. They're all Yeah, Europeans. all very European. That is nice, actually, because yeah. we're, you know, we've got a bad rap, the American <laughs> tourists. And sometimes Aussie tourists get that rap as well. So yeah. it was nice to be around all like the European families that you were clearly just there for a little holiday in, in August. Yeah. And it's similar to Hugh and I just did our Vietja Sulmara podcast and there no one spoke English. It was all European tourists, which was really nice. So I feel like when you see that, you know that it's a 
a good spot mm-hmm. um, but i think too why are they so chic even when they're touristing so damn them let me just tell you there was this guy in beatrice lamar german standing at the beach reading a book i was like <laughs> i see it and i want to emanate it <laughs> you're like you are so chic with like the perfect posture literary king down, yeah literary <laughs> looking down reading i have a photo of it i'll show it to you i'll i'll put it on our social media um, post it on the gram i'll post it on the gram it was amazing and everyone also at this beach was similarly chic but I was going to say how to get there is quite funny because when we started going to this beach, you basically drive down this back road through all these potholes, dirt road, multiple people's properties, it looks like. And then you arrive at this little sign that says you're at the beach club. (laughs) And then you got to walk and then you check in and be paid for the bed. And then you kind of get out and it was quite funny. So things may look a little bit unassuming, but yeah and actually the entire route usually is on gravel kind of dusty gravel road so it can help if you're like prone to that stuff to even maybe have a bandana tuck over your face at least for you driving i was protected by your body (laughs) thanks for that (laughs) i felt great off the back and if you're on the back watch out to sun sunscreen your back yeah because your back will get like burned alive well you have to really wear like a shirt too because i think we both had like kind of um you know linen over shirts or something yeah something to block the sun something so and this beach by the way speaking of the so the donut man there was this guy that was just walking down the beach selling completely fresh baked like that morning you could tell sugar donuts that were massive so we bought a couple of those and they were like amazing you know, a, a dollar Australian, or I don't, I don't remember how much. <laughs> like one euro each. Yeah, maybe one euro each was great. <laughs> it was so lovely. Yeah, I have a really funny photo of him, and I was looking at it before this, and it's it's a really great memory. So I'm glad we got a got a pick. But and we spent a few hours there before we went on to the next place. So even though we were hitting tons of stops, we yeah, because we, we started early. We we yeah, we went to breakfast, then we went to this place, and then we continued on to destination two or three in the mountains which oh, was yeah. let case left keys left keys <laughs> i was gonna let you try it i was like come on you can do it i i only remember because i think i think this was even though it was in the mountains and the the beaches were so stunning but this place in the mountains was so unique that i would Amazing. say this is where if i would hope no one would only go one place in paris yeah. but if you had to go one place i would send them there yeah because this greek village in the mountains of paros kind of looking down upon the mediterranean sea uh with all of these little nooks and crannies and all of that classic white facade that you'd see in somewhere like santorini but even cuter even cuter teeming with cats cat paradise cat paradise was probably my favorite place we went on paros it was so stunning this place also, I had done no research into any of this. So you had pulled all these together and curated this list. And I, when we were driving, I mean, the drive in to the mountains is stunning as well. Still on the ATV. <laughs> you know, That's so a lot we're, of trust that you just let. I was like, we're going here, 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 here. <laughs> and so you're like, okay, I'll drive. It's funny because I think we chatted about this on a previous podcast with Hugh, but I am so much the logistics of like, how do we get there? Where do we stay? What are transport? Yeah. That's, that's it. Logistical for the most queen. Part. And, and I'm, and I'm not. And so we're like a match made a in match heaven. match made in heaven. Cause it's, I love the experience planning. Yeah. You, Hugh and Hugh as well. Like oh, it's, great. yeah. So I feel like it's very comparable, you know, 
I got, I have the logistics down. And also I'm like, I'm I can't happy believe to drive. you like to do all the boring shit. <laughs> I think it's very fun. Like budgeting and like, what, like buying tickets to things that are like pre-book. Like, man. I think then it just allows me to focus on whatever, when to do whatever when we're there. Like, I think that that's, I'm like, okay, we're there. You know, we'll figure it out because we have where we're going to stay, how we're going to get point A to point right. But as you can see, there was so much planning for this, or as I mentioned earlier, so much planning for this trip in particular, I had to rely on these, you know, the kindness of the Greek, the Greek gods to get me to our accommodation. Yeah, it's not always clear. It's not always clear, but okay. Cat paradise. Yeah. So Lefkies. And the Lefkies. first place we went, I actually, it didn't even have a name. It doesn't have a name. Um, well, but I, I, they gave us the name in Greek when we got there, but it yeah. doesn't have like a sign. It doesn't have, you can't find it on the map. Yeah. And it's just this incredible restaurant that, um, it, did we just stumble upon it? So we did. And I, I did look it up before this. It is next to the church of Agia Triada mm-hmm. in uh, in Lefkis. So if you find that church, it is honestly the most quaint area I think I've ever seen in my life. So cute. <laughs> Everything was so cute. It hurts. It felt like we were in a movie. It also was really quiet. It was the know. movie Mamma Mia? <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, it was. Uh, it was so quiet, and we had these beautiful owner who, like, it was his family. Yeah, family run business, run business for had the fifty something years, multiple generations. The best lemonade made by his grandmother. Had, made by his grandmother. Everything like, was homemade. There was a few other things as well. That wasn't there, like a bread. Yeah, really good bread, but everything tasted like it was made with the freshest ingredients on planet Earth and curated for us in this amazing lunch that we had. And we had these, so we also ate on the roof, the rooftop kind of bar area. Yeah. Which pro tip, there is a whole area downstairs, but I think they were full. So serendipitously, they were like, oh, we only have upstairs available. Sorry. And we were like, oh, that's okay. We don't mind. Went up there. It was way better. Way better than downstairs. We had an incredible view over all of the different mountain slopes and um, the whole we could see kind of more of the village and all of these really adorable buildings with flower facades on them and that that classic white stucco that I can't stop talking about. <laughs> Shut up about the buildings, <laughs> the um, buildings and the flowers. These buildings and the flowers. Uh, but it was you could see as far as the eye could see. We did some cat spotting. Oh my gosh, we took so many cat pics. Yeah. And the name, so the name that they gave us, I actually wrote it down because you can't tag it, God forbid. Um, and I'll try to not butcher it, but it's called Cafeneo Marigos. Mm, okay. Cafeneo Marigos. Um, and yeah, family run business that if you're ever, <laughs> hey, if you're ever in Paros, absolutely go there Have to go. across from the church because it is, um, yeah, it was real authentic Greece and a local business as well. It's always nice to support a local business. Yeah. And it's easily, you can do it from the main town in Paris, like where the port is and you could do it within a couple hours. So even if you just ventured out there, we walked around and we kept eating. We like stopped at this other great spot and kept eating and drinking mm-hmm. in Lefkes uh, the whole time. And just exploring the back streets of Lefkes. So there was all these little narrow alleyways with cats. <laughs> with cats. More cats. <laughs> You'd kind of just follow the cats around, but like co- all cobblestone streets, no cars, no bikes, no nothing, because everything is super steep. 
Yeah. Um, and lots of stairways. And it was it almost felt like a winding, meandering kind of maze. Yeah. Because you couldn't kind of keep straight where you were. And we would only be able to kind of figure out like we I think we dropped a pin where we dropped the ATV. Yeah. And then we just kind of wandered out into the into the village to see what we could find. And all of those little back streets um, are all just family homes, people living their lives. Um, you know, you try not to like disturb people when you're like creeping around like a creepy tourist. Um, but you do, you know, see people doing their laundry or yeah. feeding the chickens. And that was just so cool to see. And that's where we got our rings as well. Yeah. Our Greek rings. Sorry, and... I, mine's not on me. <laughs> How awkward. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I actually gave, I, put I, it on Raj's finger. <laughs> I forgive me. <laughs> yes. I do forgive me. I want to forgive it. You're forgiven. We got our rings at this beautiful ring shop that had seven cats sitting out in front of it. And yeah. And we were like, we want to, this looks like a type of place we want to support. If you haven't realized by now, Sophie and I are big cat lovers. So this is our personal version of heaven. Um, and we were really sad to leave here. But we did ultimately, as we spent, the, we spent the most time here. Yeah. Well, by that time, we were like, we got to keep going. Otherwise, it's going to get dark and we're going to have to ATV in the in the dark. Mm -hmm. So then we went to our last stop on the tour. Yes. Which was called. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. This one's difficult. It's called Coli Beatrice Beach. I'm so sorry to anyone Greek listening. Please don't kill me. Yeah. Coli Beatrice Beach. Which, and it was like this really rocky, like it's known for being kind of this almost like Martian landscape, which a lot of those smaller kind of Greek islands in that area have as well, like Milos. Um, but yeah, it was known for its cool rock formations. So it was kind of a perfect last stop to kind of just go and explore a little bit. Yeah. And I would say for this one, we didn't have much time to stay there for very long. We came at sunset, but I, it was, a, the this one had really these really crazy rocks and they were i think there's a kookaburra oh <laughs> there's a kookaburra but it sounds it's creepy as it hell really great um it's, it's still halloween <laughs> it sounds like it's evil laughing but it's just the national bird the don't national worry bird. um but i think that i would have enjoyed so these giant rocks are in the sand and there's these beach clubs also too within these these rocks are so big that you can't even see around them and over them so there are these beach clubs and lots of these people laying all over these rocks are really soft it was a total local rounded, spot too you could local tell spot yeah nobody was touristy from there at all and so would recommend going there even if you had like another day just spending the day there there was a couple good restaurants it looked like and it was a really cool spot so definitely head up that spot for a bit more like inland but um but great beach area yeah and if you're not going to go to any other islands because some of the other islands have that really cool kind of rocky landscape like every beach is like that yeah definitely go to that on peros because a lot of the other beaches are just that kind of flat um beautiful soft sand kind of golden sand beach which is great too but if you want to switch it up and see some of the other kind of landscapes because a lot of the Islands, I think, in that area were volcanic formed. Yeah. And so that's kind of like a reflection of that. Not to get all geological on you. <laughs> this is not a ge geology podcast. Yeah. Sorry to turn this into science time with Soph. But yeah, that was very cool to see. Yeah, it was such a good one. And then so we made it back to Peros and I went think for dinner. At yeah, the best we went for dinner. Ever. It was so good. Yeah. And I have the name. Okay. It was, and I think it's, I'm sure it's probably very well known for anyone who goes to, to Peros because it's kind of one of those key restaurants that has a perfect view of the sunset 
over the beach. It's right on the beach. You're eating in the sand. It was called Ephesus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Ephesus. Oh, is it Ephesus? <laughs> Ephesus is a, a Greek. Um, oh, well, there you go. Ephesus. I think it's a Greek god. Ephesus. Okay. Well, that checks out. There's the kookaburra. I see it behind your head. That's the culprit. This place is Kukaburo Central, right yeah, out our I can window see here. It. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He wants to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was the perfect Ephesus, spot to yes. watch the sunset on the last night. We had we we were like all we kept joking that we were like on our honeymoon because we were having the best time. But it was just the two of us this entire time after we'd been with a crew of like seven people on the other islands. So it was just me and Xtina. Like I'm on the back, like my my husband's driving the ATV around, and we were just having the best time, having all these like romantic sun, dinners, yeah, <laughs> sunset dinners on the beach, great. the waves. Yeah, I mean it is a really romantic spot. And I think if you're looking for a place to actually relax, it's a perfect spot. So we had didn't get dinner at Ephesus. And I think the other thing I wanted to note about Paros, the main kind of town where we stayed, well, two things. One, I think we, the place we stayed, I thought was a great spot mm-hmm. and very local. But you have to be really sure to stay in the main part of the the town where the ferry comes, because I think if you stayed outside of that a little bit, you would be really disconnected. But we were able to walk to dinner and stuff. And I think that made a big difference. And it always does, right? When you stay somewhere where you can walk and you can, you know... Makes it so much more so fun much, to so be like a local. Yeah. Um, and then I had done some shopping before you had arrived. And the main town has some of the cutest boutiques. I bought the most stuff in Paros. And Greek fashion is amazing and it, accessories the accessories. jewelry the like hair clips so shoes purses i bought this necklace that's gold and it has a little bit of like a rotating kind of thing on it and it has an evil eye and he's kind of these black stripes very uh, chic evil eye and i get the most compliments out on it out of anything i've ever owned in my whole life like people look at it and they're like where did you get that and i got it in Paros. I love when you get to say that. Like it's such a wank. Yeah. <laughs> such a wank when you're like, mm, sorry, sorry, I got it got on it. a small Greek island. <laughs> in Paros tucked away. But it makes it but it makes it so special because it really reminds special. you every time of that trip that you went on. Hundred percent. And yeah, the shopping was amazing. And you can easily go. It is the most walkable town. I think it's incredible. And so there's so much to be said for just even bopping around there one day, doing some shopping. Um, you know, eating around everywhere and it's it's really quite small. So you can do so much within, you know, even a day, uh, which I think is really great. Yeah. And if you remember, I actually stayed one extra day mm-hmm. and I had the AT- I had to drive the ATV, yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, I found out was super fun. It was fun. So I was yeah. kind of cursing your name the next day. I was like, damn it. Why wasn't I driving yesterday? No wonder you loved it so much. I was cruising. Like once I got comfortable with it, I was like fucking going crazy. And I ended up going to the other main kind of town called Nausa. Or N- mm. Nausa. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And it was absolutely beautiful there as well. And really? there were so many good restaurants. It was a bit more built up. I would say okay. the area that we were in was more of that like village feel. Yeah. It had that kind of sleepier, like lovely little beach spots and restaurants along the ocean. This was definitely more built up. And I think there was like a harbor as opposed mm. to some more beach 
areas, but the shopping there was incredible. There was this little shop called Elia or Elia um, that all had homemade soaps and different kind of like body scrubs and lotion. A lot of the stuff with the volcanic rock or like ash from the volcano or just all very kind of like local ingredients to Greece, natural olive oil, all that good stuff. Um, and some really good restaurants as well down by the harbor, like Barbarossa, which mm. was this all day kind of cafe, but it had sushi as well. That was so fresh. You could tell that they'd caught it that morning. Oh so gosh, amazing. If, you, if you have a, a third day basically to spend in Paros, you might, I would recommend people go there. And I went to one more beach, which the locals actually recommended to me that I, I guess is apparently off the beaten track. I mean, I don't know if anything's off the beaten track these days. But they actually had to tell me what it was as opposed to something that I came across in my own research, which surprised me because typically I kind of take off everything mm. when I look things up. Uh, but it was called Calogero's Beach. And it was way out kind of off um, off the, the typical route that we'd taken the day before. But it's a super sulfuric volcanic beach. So this beach was completely made of basically like volcanic ash or it was kind of imbued with it. It smelled like pure sulfur down there. It stunk. But... The mud. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really selling it. The mud. Here's the here's the main point. The beach, uh, the mud on the beach was meant to have medicinal properties and mm. be really good for your skin. Um, so yeah, people would go there and just slather themselves in the mud and then wash it off in the ocean. So I went down there by myself like some type of weirdo because the locals were like, you must go. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll go. And yeah, just went alone and found like you kind of find this like clay, clay mud and you make yourself a mask for your whole body. I put it on my face, put it on like my chest, my arms, my legs, um, looked like a total nutter, but everyone else was doing it as well. Yeah. Not as many people as I thought. <laughs> there were just some people I think hanging out. Um, and there was, uh, I didn't have time, but apparently if you kind of go a little bit further down the beach, you can find some, um, like hot springs on the beach mm, Yeah, that wow. are like just in the, like if you can, you can dig a hole in the sand and the water is actually warm because it's heated by the volcano. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> so, cool. so epic. So that was actually the last thing I did before I went back, returned to the ATV and, and took my, my leave. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I think that if you have yeah four days in Paros, like you could do so much. so much with four days. And yeah, what a cool place to visit. Honestly, I loved it so much. I do think about it often. Yeah. It was my favorite place we went to in Greece for sure. Milos yeah. gave it a run for its money, but I would yeah. say Paros is that perfect blend of if you want a little bit of that like nightlife or yeah. just more of that buzz as well. The other, the, the other kind of town had that. Yeah. And yeah, and it was so special with you. I know. We, we need to go on time. another honeymoon soon. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> honeymoon round too. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. Well, I think this has been such a fun podcast. It's been so great to think through it. And it's like, I can't believe it was over a year ago. But yeah. It's such a wonderful spot. And I think I just wanted to denote the other Greek islands too. Even Santorini and uh, Mykonos are so cool as well. Everyone is just really different. So I hear a lot of like, go here versus here. I think if you're actually going, you can easily do island hopping. You know, go visit different areas. They all have their own personality and yeah. experience some of the nightlife in, in Mykonos or Santorini and then, you know, have a little bit of a low-key, more outdoor explore in Paros and Milos. Um, you know, you can really do it all and there's so many more, you know, on the other parts of Greece as well. So really, really fun. And I cannot wait to go back. Yeah. We'll have to plan a trip. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What if you had one 
one of your favorite highlights what from Paros. From Paros. I'm going to stick with, I think, just the cat spotting in yeah. Left Case and just following, literally going and like petting the cats and following them around the, these winding little alleyways, each which was more picturesque than the next, all surrounded by the mountains. And then you get glimpses of the sea below. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I was a, a mountain gal, but that She's was a mountain gal. I am. <laughs> Yodelodeling. And I think I'd, I'd call, I picked that one. Yeah, I, I would do the same. I also remember when we were sitting at the top of this restaurant, uh, you know, in Left Case, and we were looking out on everything. It was one of those moments where you just genuinely feel everything is exactly how it needs to be. And so at peace, so at peace. Like, I just remember being like, wow, I am so relaxed and so at peace. And the world is so stunning. You know, we're in this tiny village in the middle of Paros, in the middle of the Mediterranean, you know, it just doesn't really get much better than that. No so. phone service. No phones, we were really nothing. in the moment and it made me so happy. And I did feel, I felt the same. I was, we were so, we were like grinning from ear to ear, just like high on life. Cause we just felt like we'd won the lottery. So oh my gosh, if you want to really feel hard. pure bliss with spinach pie on the side, Paris. Go, go to Paris. All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us. We will close off our Paros podcast with my first friend from Australia. <laughs> the first guest. The first he doesn't count. Australian guest. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.